You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. You want to know how pitifully unimportant you are to your friends? You ready for the quiz? Here's how to actually gauge how much people care about you in your circle. In the last two months, how many people have pissed you off? Write their names down and stay around those people. But most of you, you have no names because everyone who pisses you off, you cut them out of your life. Everyone who says this is unacceptable behavior, you could be better than this. You're like, that's mean. And you cut them out of your life. Most of you, nobody cares about you because they all just shove shit up your ass. And they're like, you're so cool. You're so wonderful. Teach me how to be like you. And nobody cares. You don't have anybody in your corner. You think like when you go and you start like training with a boxer, they're going to hit you in the mouth. There's no way to get better with them like petting your hair and being like, oh, look how toned you are. You're going to get destroyed if that's your trainer. Make a list. This is the thing, dude. Chris makes me mad all the time. All the time. Like a couple times Ben makes me mad. I'm surrounded by it. People are like, what are you doing, bro? And an immature version of yourself will remove those people. And a mature version of yourself says, give me more. This is making me better. Hells yes. All right. Going back in my cage now. No, dude. Give me some more of that. That's good. Hey, what do you guys think about that? I feel like people are like on here scared to death. So Tim Kilroy says, so how do you find the version of you that you need? I know you got some thoughts on that. I think part of it is principles. You know, there are, there's a lot to be said for modeling people. Like if, if you're looking at like, let's say that, you know, for, for example, like I, I model Chris in a lot of areas. Like Chris has four kids. His wife loves him when she's not beating him up physically. Uh, no, really. He has a healthy marriage, a healthy family. He has a healthy social circle. He's been doing this a long time and I'm about to have my first baby. So like I'm, I'm going to model how Chris runs parts of his life. Like there's no sense in me going out and trying to figure out like, Oh, what version of myself do I need to become? Because I can get him on the phone and just be like, dude, when this happens, like what, how do you think about it? Cause he's obviously got the track record. A lot of you are learning from people with no track record. So you're confused about what identity you need because you're following someone who's in a, going in a direction that you don't want to go down. This is the problem with if you're in coaching circles or masterminds and you're trying to actually build a healthy big business and the leaders aren't healthy, you're going to replicate their dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it's that. I think part of it's principles, part of it's modeling. And part of it is like, you know, trial and error. Like one of the things for me is recently I've really been specific about the people that I follow, the people that I interact, not based on the validity of what they say or what they post, but how it makes me feel. I'll give you an example because this might sound contradictory to what we just talked about, but it's not contradictory. It's, it's actually an alignment. When, when, when there's somebody that is constantly posting things that make me feel afraid or nervous or just like I'm bitter or negative. It doesn't matter how valid their points are. I know that the person that I need to 
be is the person that's empowered to go out and take over the world. Does it make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there shouldn't be a lot of people in your life. There shouldn't be a lot of things that you do that don't feel empowering. Okay. So the, for me, the barometer is, does this empower me or does this empower me? You know, waking up in the morning at the time of waking up in the morning, I feel extremely empowered. So I'm going to attach my identity to that. You know, being able to take risks and purchase real estate properties freaks me out. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like having a meltdown emotionally because I'm moving all this money. But at the same time, I feel empowered by it. And so I'm going to keep attaching myself to that. You know, I don't know if that gives, gives clarity or not, but that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. And I think if you are surrounded by yes men, obviously that's an issue. People that are just blowing rainbow up, rainbows up your butt. But again, dude, if you don't have like big goals that scare you, if you don't have things set there that scare you, then you can't even paint the picture of what that next level you should be, right? So like that's the first step. If you don't have that, um, if you're not surrounded by the people that are already there, because dude, we are completely different people today than we were three years ago. Completely. Like I remember February three years ago, next month, you went through 14 sales calls where people said no. I was more than that. It was like 23, 22, 23 sales calls. And we were only doing like 50 apps a month. So I was like, we were halfway through the month, no sales. Yeah. Yeah. So like, man, we're just, we're completely different. And looking back, all the things that we've gone through, I wish I, I, I wish I had this conversation or I wish I had this content back then that what you guys are getting today. Because truly, like, if you understand the process that you, you have to go through and the struggle, you know, that is the journey that you want. You don't want to run from it. You don't want to shy away or run from people that piss you off, unless they're just like antagonists. Negative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like in our situation, Taylor pisses me off all the time. I piss him off all the time. And it's ironing, sharpening iron. Like it's, it's not going to be comfortable. Sparks are going to fly. Like that's the nature of iron sharpening iron. So don't avoid it. Go after it. Get those people in your life. Like we have obviously other people in our lives that push us. Dude, I mean, it was a year ago, I think maybe a little less than a year ago that Jay got on the phone with us and he said, you guys can either curl into a ball in the corner and cry or you can grow up. And hearing that from a guy like Jay, it's like, Oh my God. Like, cause he's got this, like, he's just so sincere and so empathetic. And normally he's just so encouraging. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you guys can curl in a ball and like cry or you can grow up. Like, and then he was like, stop getting on the phone with me. Not prepared to actually deal with real issues. And we were like, yes, sir. I'm sorry. And dude, it, it changed us because it was like, that was like, that was coming from a place of love and care, but it was very, very, very tough. Yeah. Yeah. Very sharp. Hey, here's a good question. For you, Chris, I know you're strict about isolating yourself from negative people. Could you talk a little bit more about that? So I've got, I love my family, but you know, we have different things, uh, different ambitions and goals. And so, you know, I'm in a, I'm actually honestly in a, a, a challenging phase right now to where I've had to confront things uh, and deal with things with my family uh, that are not comfortable 
at all. Like they are the opposite of comfort. But I think for the health of me and my, you know, my wife and my kids and then my other family, that is a requirement. And so the opportunity is either I can just keep sweeping it under the rug and just act like nothing is going on and act like we can't all become better, better communicators and more healthy, right? Or I can confront and say, hey, these are issues like this negativity and these things that are happening that are going on. It's bad, right? And that's the journey that I chose. That's the way I chose to go. And so I'm actually in the thick of this dealing with this stuff and having to walk through it and work through it. So in a situation like that, where it's, you know, it's family, like you can't, it's, it's more of a challenge to just like completely shut them out versus friends who they're just losers, plain and simple. They don't want to be better. They don't want to improve. And all they care about is just getting by in life, right? Those people, I think you completely shut out of your life. Family, you got to confront, you got to deal with and give the invitation for improvement and growth. And then obviously, like if it's like things that are completely in your, in your control and you're consuming negative things, whether it's the news and just people around you that are chirping, whatever, you just shut them down. You shut it out because I guarantee you those things are having a major, major negative effect on you. It's all going to be primarily subconscious. Like you're going to be, you're going to be making decisions or you probably do make decisions based on that stuff that you're feeding to yourself. So uh, Ali says, but you also work hard for harmony on the other side of the friction. Talk about that. You want me to talk about harmony? Yeah. Between the two of us, you picked me to talk about harmony. (laughs) That is ironic. Yeah. I think, well, for one, like what Chris is saying is true, but at the same, you know, on the, on the other side of things, it's like, there's for me, at least personally, is like, there are some relationships that are not for me. They're not for me to get something out of. They're for me to invest into that other person. And so I think that there's a balance here that is just like a little bit of a nuance where it's like, there's sometimes when it's like somebody's negative and it's like, yeah, they're done. It's like, forget it. Like how, yeah. they, they elicit a negative version of myself, but then there are yeah. some people that it's like, now I feel specifically like, you know, I'm called to help this person. And so you know, I'm going to actually invest into their life, not to get anything in return, but because I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, uh, she's talking about harmony between you and Chris's partners. No, there's no harmony there. We don't care about each other at all. That's the, the trick is, is the facade. You just have yeah. to have a good facade and pretend. Yeah. yeah. There's still, there's obviously still harmony because we're on the same team. Um, how we get to, decisions though is lined with friction because anytime anytime there's like a a big decision that's made and there's no friction you've probably made the wrong decision because you didn't actually take in differing viewpoints so if you get ashton on and ben and tommy we're all going to argue because we all have different experiences and different viewpoints and at the end of the day the the power comes from saying, I acknowledge your viewpoint, so let's add this to the decision-making. But at the end of the day, we're all on the same team, and so there's harmony there, yeah, mm-hmm. naturally. It's a good viewpoints. Hey, this is a good question that we can wrap up here in just a little bit. When you're in immense chaos, two questions. When you're in immense chaos, what steps do you take to realign yourself? Uh, that's the first one. And then the second question, let's end on this one. How do you balance finding gratitude for what you've accomplished, but also have that drive to 
always grow? It's a great question. And on, so you want to talk about chaos first? Yeah, I think again, it's important to like know the destination, know the plan, the roadmap, and scheduling time to step back and view the whole picture, right? Like view the plan because a lot of chaos is self-inflicted because you don't know what the hell's going on. Like it's not true chaos. It's not real chaos or it's just stuff that you've made up in your mind because you don't have a plan and you don't have the right expectations, right? A lot of people think they have chaos in their life, but it's just because their expectation is so low about the problems and the issues that are going to come at you. Yeah. An example is like, I got an ad disapproved chaos. Oh my God. No, that's not, that's not, that's not chaos. Yeah. No, I think chaos is, you know, it can be, well, here's another thing I want to probably say is that's, I think it's an important point. Chaos really should happen in growth. Yes. Right. If you're at 10 grand, you've been there for the last two years or last year or last six months, you should not have chaos. That means if you do, uh, that means your expectations are wrong. You have no plan and you're just doing things in a really bad way. Okay. Yeah. Chaos really should have coming growth. Like, you know, our goal is to hit a million a month. Like there's going to be some natural chaos there because we're breaking things, right? We're taking new territory, new ground. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, like example, you know, last month, 46 clients on the front end. Our client success team is like, what the literal F did you guys just do to us? That's chaos. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll rebuild the systems and work on a Sunday every now and again. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. Welcome. This is another thing. It's like, if, if you say you want growth, you got to be willing to handle a lot of that. One of my posts a couple of days ago, it's like, when you say you want to be the best in the world and you're taking Fridays off, you're taking Saturdays, you're taking Sundays off, that's you're delusional. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're going to have to sacrifice something. Like something's going to have to give, you know, like this whole internet marketer lifestyle bullcrap is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that you can't have a healthy relationship with your family? No, dude. Like you obviously proved that you can have a lot of great time. You had, you took one of your boys to lunch last week and he asked you for book recommendations like yeah. Chris is like glowing. It's like, yeah. this, is the, this is the most fulfilling thing that's ever happened. My son's asking me for book recommendations. You spend a lot of time with your family, but you're not so naive to think that you can just grow, 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 grow without a tax. You're going to yeah. pay that tax one way or another. Yeah. One thing too, that we should probably talk about if you do have a family, like I think a really important thing in, in past and even current CK clients have asked me about this because they have big goals, things they want to reach, not just for them, but really for their families. And they ask, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you deal with that when you have to work a lot and extra hours and you're figuring crap out, you're spending more money? I think the big thing of that is communication. Like, you know, especially with your your spouse, you have to look at protecting them. And you are not going to protect them if you don't communicate the right expectations to them. Like when we started trafficking funnels, we both told our wives, like, hey, babe, we're launching to this business. I'm probably going to be working seven days a week for a while. Like I need you to know that. Right. So they have the right expectations, but I'm not going to let things drop. I'm not going to let you just like have to take all the responsibilities of the family. So that means you have to work your ass off. Right. If you're in that situation, like you don't sacrifice one for the other, but I think there will be seasons of that. But anyways, maybe that could be another podcast topic. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Last question. If you got any more, 
throw them in there. We'll hit them on the next one. Uh, how do you balance finding gratitude for what you've accomplished, but also then keeping that drive to always need to grow? You want me to tackle this one? My thoughts real fast. Yep. The best way that I think to do this is see to be able to see these two opposites as tools. They're tools. Um, it's like, how do I balance using a screwdriver for this thing, but then using a nail and a hammer for this one? Well, there's not a lot of, there's no, it's just, they're just two different tools. And so take all of the complication out of it and just view them as tools. Gratitude is a tool to empower you with energy, give you bigger vision, to fulfill you. Gratitude will literally make you a healthier person. Yep. So I think the gratitude is a tool that you should put in every morning, every evening. You should constantly be thinking about what it's a privilege to do what I do. But stay away from gratitude as attached to an outcome. This is where like, I've really fine-tuned this and I've thought a lot about this is I don't want to attach all my gratitude to like, oh man, I'm thankful for this Tesla. I'm thankful for the money in my bank account. I want to attach gratitude for the process, for yeah. my relationships, for the things that I have the opportunity to speak into clients' lives, things like that, because that's attaching, attaching gratitude to the process, yeah. which is just a flywheel, constantly grateful for the process. And then it keeps my outcomes disassociated to something different. So I'm always pushing for something. Um, yeah. And then drive is a tool as well. How do you stoke drive? Environment. You get around people who are way richer than you are, way more successful than you are. You know, when we hang out with people that have more money, it gives us a little bit of drive. When we go to events with people who have a ton of money, we come back with a lot of drive. And so these are two tools that if you just get completely out of balance on one, you're going to sacrifice some growth somewhere. You should keep them in balance. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I think people do spend so much time on the outcome versus really the magic is the process. Yep. Like that is, that's a secret, dude. Like if you get comfortable and, and you enjoy the process and you practice gratitude and you understand like, like that is the secret. Like I enjoy this process. I enjoy that I have the opportunity to go through these problems because I know like it's going to take me to the next level. It's going to make me a better person, right? And unfortunately, so many people, they just look at everything so negatively, man. And they don't look at like the things that they can extract out of what they have in front of them and see it as an opportunity, whether it's a product they purchase, coaching, an issue, a barrier, whatever it might be. And when you, when you get that in your brain and you know, we've had experiences where we've purchased products just for an example, or we've hired a mentor that hasn't just been amazing, right? But I think in the practice of gratitude, you're looking, you are seeking the thing that's going to take you to the next level, right? Through that product or through that struggle or through that mentor versus just saying, oh, it's negative. Oh, it didn't work, right? The practice of gratitude helps you extract, helps you seek the thing that's going to help you get to the next level. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. And it's, and it's like a lifestyle, man. Like we're not on here talking about like, because we have, we, we were talking about this yesterday. Like we have invested in bad mentors and bad programs. Dude, we have never once complained or charged back or done crazy, stupid shit that a four-year-old does because it's not just like a hack. You got to integrate this into your lifestyle, man. Like even, 
even the mistakes. I, I love it when a client comes in and they're like, I just wasted six months with this other person and I wasted this money and I get to reframe them. I'm like, dude, there's actually no such thing as a waste unless you don't learn from it. Yep. Because even the bad things that we've invested in, even the things that we, you know, haven't particularly enjoyed, they have been growth moments and learning moments for us. And I just can't wrap my head around. It's like, you know, most of the times people are not struggling because their marketing sucks. They're struggling because they're just like, they're narcissistic, bad, zero humans. Like there's something wrong with them and how they think. And they had something happen when they were a kid or whatever. And like, they never deal with it. They just go through life. Your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault. Because of that, there's always this lid. They just can't break past. I'm like always trying to get someone to teach them. And it's like, there's nothing you can do to account for being a suboptimal thinker, unhealthy, dysfunction. You got to figure all that out. You know? Yeah. The thing that you guys must understand, if I think if you get this, it'll completely change your life. Like your success in your life and in your business is never, ever dependent on the market, right? What the market wants on Facebook, on Google, on your offer. It's all dependent on you. 100% you. That's what it all comes down to. The gap from you getting from 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand a month to 100 grand, 500 grand a month, or the gap from you making an impact on 10 people a month versus 100 people a month, it is 100% you, nothing else. If you can figure your crap out, then you'll be able to figure out all the other problems and things that are thrown at you. It all comes down to you, my friend. So get that lesson, soak it in, meditate on it, think about it, journal about it, and just realize it's all you and the deficiencies that you currently have right now. The current version of yourself, you are deficient. And that's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing if you ignore it. But we do that like we... We realize that we have issues. We have crap that we have to deal with. And we literally pay people to tell us and to see the things that we don't see. And we ask questions. Dude, just a couple of weeks ago, I asked Taylor, like, I'm like, bro, what am I doing wrong? What do you see that I can improve? Right? Because my ego would say, I don't want to hear that information because I want to be seen as a badass. I want to be seen as a successful entrepreneur. Instead, I'm like inviting someone to tell me what my issues are, right? Because that's only going to require me to grow and become a better version of Chris, which is going to affect every part of my, my, my life, my business, my family. So run into it, receive it. Don't reject it. And don't be like, Oh, I don't, you know, cover my ears up. I don't want to hear like about all my issues. No, you want to hear about all your issues. So you can fix them and be a better person, make more money, make a greater impact. Bro, that's uh, that's so good. It's it's almost spiritual. Worship team, you can come. <laughs> that's good. It's a wrap. Let's rock and roll. We got other stuff to do today. <laughs> we got to go to work. See you All guys. Right. Yeah.